Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Heather. Hi. Welcome to the show. So, listeners, we have Heather Kell on the show today. And most of you will know her probably as Kell of a Plan on Instagram and most things, I believe, right? Yeah. But before I go into all the adjectives of you <laughs> and like what run the list of things you do, I want to tell a little story. And once upon a time, I used to work for this company called The Happy Planner back in a time when it was just this little imperfect planner with like, no one really understood what it was <laughs> until it, you know, took some time to grow in popularity. And out of the woodwork, these planner babes popped, popped into everybody's radar using it and making it, you know, the mega bomb success product that it is today. And that's kind of the short, long story of how you came on my radar. So you were one of those very early on that um, started using the product and started doing amazing things with it. So much so, I, to, I must admit, I was a little intimidated in the beginning how, how much content and how, how like you just totally took this thing on and like ran with it. I was like, oh no, she's doing my job better than I could do it, you know, kind of thing. But um, then I met you when we had Pinner's Conference in Texas and you hosted and all my kind of preconceived, oh no, about you just dropped and you were just the sweetest kind of soul. And um, I'm happy to have you on. So that's kind of how I know you and our little backstory. But since then, which I'm so excited about, you know, planner babe, duh, but letterer, former member of the Happy Planner Squad after all that, you know, getting on the team, um, YouTuber with 70,000 subscribers. Okay, <laughs> why not? Um, on Etsy, and I know you do a Kel the Fan box where people can kind of like subscribe to products that you create. So, yeah, anything I missed or anything you'd kind of pop no, in? No, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's a long list. Yeah. So. So, so fun. So, so happy to have you on. I feel like we could totally just like jump right into, so what's your favorite planner? How do you plan? Like all the planner talk, but I feel like people could get a feel for that for you um, just by like visiting any of your social media stuff. So I'd love if you could kind of, you know, start from the beginning, whatever that is, of just like how you went from... Heather Kell, who I knew a few years ago, you know, maybe 1,000 followers on Instagram to like the Kell of a plan that you are today and like total planner babe and like hustler extraordinaire. Yeah, I actually yeah. remember when I got 100 followers on Kell of a plan and I was like, I remember I texted my husband and I was like, 100 people are following me. And I like did a big giveaway because I was just like, I couldn't believe that 100 people cared about what I was posting. So sure. it's crazy to like think back to that and then think of where I am today. So um, I started planning in 2015. That's when the Happy Planner came out. But that was also a really big year for me. Um, I got married that March. And after I got married, we moved to a new town. So we had a new house. I had a new job that was just a crazy job. It wore a lot of different hats. I mean, we even had a new dog and a new car and like everything that could be new for me was new that year. 
And so like life was crazy and busy and I knew I needed something to help me organize it. But also like amidst the chaos, I didn't have that time for creativity. And I've always been a creative person. Um, ever like I can think back to when I was a little kid, I was always painting or drawing pictures or doodling, like I was or making paper crafts. I was always a creator. And that it's funny when we mark like when we became a planner, but there's all things before that that like Yeah, that like <laughs> leads you to that. Right. Um, it's not like I just picked up a planner and was creative all of a sudden. I mean there's tons of people who are, but that wasn't me. I was I've always been creative. But 2015 was such a crazy year for me that I didn't have the time to really be creative anywhere in my life because I was just so overwhelmed with all the new things. And so I was looking for a way to organize my life and I didn't know that I was also looking for a creative outlet, but I found both of those in the happy planner. And so I started planning in 2015. I started my television plan account. And at the time I just started it because I just wanted to share pictures. I actually came home the day that I bought the planner and I just looked up online, um, like how to use the planner. My, I was a teacher at the time in 2015, I moved to an instructional technology specialist role at an elementary school. So I was very used to like going on the internet and like researching things for my job. So it was kind of natural for me to be like, Oh, I have this new planner. Let's go online and see how to use it. And so I actually found a lot of your stuff and a lot of April for mom Minecraft stuff. And I was just like, this is beautiful. And you all had Instagrams. And I was like, I'm going to make an Instagram account just to share. And so that's kind of how like Teleplan came to be. And the name Teleplan actually came from like back when we got married. I don't even know if this is still a thing, but in 2015, wedding hashtags were like a big thing. You had to have like a hashtag for your wedding and our hashtag was tell of a good time because my last name's Kel. And so then that just kind of led to like tell of a plan. They kind of went together. So that's kind of where the name came from. And yeah, that's kind of when I started tell of a plan, just to share what I was making. Cool. So then it went from like, right. So then you started sharing, you popped on our radar, sharing like multiple things a day. Like it was blowing my mind, like how many things you were doing. It was like crazy. So I'm so curious about just like, the timing of like how you had time to do that but we could always get to that later but then going from that to sharing to then like i always felt this energy from you of like right away you were treating this thing that you came across as like a job that you had to do whether or not you felt like it was one day gonna be a job or you hoped it would have or there was always this energy of like you taking it very seriously in a lighthearted way but like you take this very seriously like you you spent your time on it like you know what i mean like how much time do we have especially being a teacher i believe me i know that but like yeah so it went so that energy very early on would you, would you say kind of helped you to get to today's I think, I think I'm just Well, I think that's definitely helped me, but I also think I've just always had that energy. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And I'm going to like, I'm not going to be like kind of in. I'm like all in. When I find something that I love, I'm like, I'm all into it. There's not like, oh, I kind of like that. It's, I either love it or I hate it. Like there's not really in between for me. And so I just like dove straight into it. And honestly, um, at the time I, my job was crazy. I also was, I also ran an online boutique with my sister. And so I would work all day as a teacher. I'd come home, I'd do a lot of work for our boutique. And then the planner was just like my creative space. And so, yeah, I was putting out a lot of content, but I think it's just because 
I needed like that creativity. I needed to get it out of me. And then it was just fun to share it on Instagram. So like at the time, I never thought that Kelly will plan would be my job. Like that never even crossed my mind. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, I don't even know how this happened. <laughs> like how did this become my job? But um, it just, I'm just all in and that's just the way I am. So. And because like you didn't come from a business background. So you, right? Like you don't right. have, it was, it, cause like even the strategic way that you'd plan a giveaway or like, you know, like I'm also very creative, but I, I've never had that like, I've never known when to market again. Like you're also very good at marketing yourself and and putting yourself out in the community. But that's that's something that so, just naturally kind of happened. You're saying it, it kind of is. Um, my background is in education, so I don't have a business background. But my dad is is very much an entrepreneur. Um, he's always been the kind of person to just start a business and like it blows up. And he just has that business mindset. And I think that like my whole life, he just kind of would kind of instill some of those lessons in us as we grew up and so I don't have like a business degree but I also like have learned a lot about business through my dad so it's not it's not like I was clueless but I definitely don't have like a degree in business. so right would you like consult with him at times kind of not when I was first starting out when I was first starting out I was now, I did know a little bit more about social media back then because my job um, was, I was an instructional technology specialist. And one of my jobs was like running our school's website, running our school's social media. And so I had like some ideas of how to do those things. Um, and that probably helped me know how to really work social media because social media is a whole nother game. I mean, you know, in and of itself. And so I had a little bit of background and some training through my job to really like know how to use social media um but i didn't consult with my dad back then my dad probably didn't know about caliber plan for years now i talk to mm -hmm. him more now that it's more of like this is really a business and he mm -hmm. helps me more now but back then he didn't okay so all right so interesting so then you know you get this product you're pumping out content and then you know and then naturally i remember this very vividly because it was it was kind of my responsibility. And I remember being so anxious about not people pleasing, but we had to pick a team. And I, you know, you were a very early on natural choice for the team at the time that I was working because it's always like that expression, like like work for the job you want or what is it? Like act for the job you want, yeah. whatever. Like that's basically what you were doing. It was like you were already on the team. We might as well, you know. So that got you on the team i felt and then the work you're doing you know kept you there and then i know they did a whole like revamp right like a couple years yeah. ago and then i feel like so okay so you get exposure from the company they do a whole revamp and you're not on the team anymore and then that's when i feel like you know caliber plan really kind of took off would you agree so like or when, when i was no longer on the team right like okay, now so there's no restrictions kind of right. that you can do right right um, I do think Kelvin Plan started taking off the first time when I first made the team. Because when I first right. made the team, that's when I started my YouTube channel. And my YouTube channel, I, I bring in my teacher background and I actually teach people how to use the planner instead of just showing them. I think right. that's really what made my YouTube channel grow is you can actually learn from it. And then when we were no longer going to be on the team, I'm not going to lie, like the day they told us that we couldn't reapply – and even like the days following, I felt like I almost was having an identity crisis. Like not for me as a person, but for Kel of a plan. Like who is Kel of a plan now? 
that she's not officially representing the happy planner. And right. it was, it was a couple of days that it was just like, I don't even know what I'm going to do now. Like it was, it was a very like weird time for me. Um, but since then, I think is, I think that is what really pushed me to become my own, like do what I love, make my own product. I don't think I would have ever made my own product when I was on the team because I was promoting their product, but now I have the freedom to really just do what I want. I think it's, it lets me and my personality shine more. And I think that's really what has helped grow it in the past year or two. Yeah. And I, th I think there's something to like, because social, me and Kristen talk about this all the time, like social media is weird in that you're seeing the potential of a lot of things. But I feel like even if you work toward what you're seeing, it might not be the unfolding of the story for you. Like, I do feel that. Like, I feel like there's something to knowing that it can be done, that you can put out content and hustle hard and, you know, get the feedback and response needed to keep the engine running. But it's also very much important to understand that you can be doing that and the engine will die. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so, so I mean, credit has to be given that you kept the engine running. Like, it's not something that, it's something that looks easy, but I don't think it really is. And right. And like it probably looked easier on my social media than it really was for me in real life, because in real sure. life, it, it was just a lot of I felt like Kelvin playing not my identity, but like not that Kelvin plan is different for me, but just the business was so connected to the happy planner. And it was like, at mm -hmm. this point, do I just let it die or do I just make it my own now? So it definitely took a lot on the, the backside that you don't necessarily see on social media. Sure. So what, so, so now let's kind of switch gears and talk about kind of like the career change. Like when did you know that you could technically leave your day job? Cause I know you were doing day job content for the happy planner and the boutique yeah. and you still do the boutique or no. So I do, but it is now more of like for fun on the side. I do it when I have time. I um, at the time when I quit my job, the boutique was more of, my main not my main focus but probably equal to mm. Calvin Plan but now it's it's totally like Calvin Plan's way Calvin Plan is my main job and my boutique is basically like a side thing I do for fun so um so I was in ITS like I've mentioned a couple of times and in April of 2018 my school district decided they were going to cut half of those positions and you would either go back in the classroom or you could apply for one of those positions and they wanted me to apply for one of those positions, but you have to have your master's. They had changed it. You didn't used to have to have your master's. Then they changed it to you have to have your master's. Mm. Well, at the time I was working, the boutique and Calvin Plan, I was like, there's literally not enough hours in the day for me to get my master's. There's like, I literally can't do that unless I quit something else. And I didn't really want to quit the other things um, because they were both going really well. I would, both of those were better than my day job. And so my husband and I just kind of started we started praying about it. We started talking about it. Um, we really looked at our finances and we just, what we started to do, honestly, that really helped me know that it would be okay is we, we just started taking my teacher paycheck and moving it straight to savings and not touching it. And we were like, can we live without it? And we could. And so I turned in my resignation letter and decided to just go for it. And at the time I was doing like half boutique, half hell of a plan. And now it's pretty much like 90% hell of a plan and like 10% 
let's work on the boutique song. So nice. And um, oh man, I had a question, and then another question overlapped it, and now I don't remember both either. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does your day to day look like? Um, that's a good question. No day's the same. I will say that. Um, Mondays are probably my busiest days, unless I'm traveling, and then I would move it to another day. But Mondays is usually when I try to film all my YouTube videos because I'm a crazy person and I put out one YouTube video a day. Well, five to se- five to six a week. I don't recommend it. It's insane. But now I'm like doing it and I just like can't stop. It's a lot of content. I don't recommend it. Um, and actually, if you like research YouTube, it's actually not recommended to put out that much content, but <laughs> I do it anyway. Um, and so I film and pretty much take photos all day on Mondays. And then now that I'm making products, I usually spend, um, Tuesdays is usually like finish up what I didn't get done Monday. Wednesdays in the morning, um, I kind of work on designing different products and stuff. And then I take Wednesday afternoons off because I keep my niece on Wednesday afternoons. And so that's like my fun time in the middle of the week. And then Thursdays and Fridays, I'm working, I, it kind of depends on the week. Sometimes I'm working on talking to businesses to try to get collabs going, or I'm working, I have a Patreon page. So maybe I'm working on Patreon stuff um, or just working on whatever else has come up. It just, th- those are also the days that like today we're recording this on a Thursday. And that's like, okay, Thursday's a good day for me to do right. that. So, so every week is a little bit different. Sometimes I'm traveling on a Monday and so then the week looks totally different, but that's kind of like a general look at my week. <laughs> So you're much better at week-to-week planning. Yeah. Do you plan like month-to-month, season-to-season, or is it like straight week-to-week for you? I Like at the beginning of the month, I'll, I'll like plan out like my videos for the month and stuff like that. And then like week-to-week is maybe more detailed of like, certain Instagram photos I may not plan until like the, that week because it might be a new product or a company that's reached out, you know, things you can't necessarily plan for far in advance. Um, but at the beginning of the month, I do try to sit down and get like an overview of what the month will look like. Cool. And now that you are creating content for yourself and not necessarily getting product from a company, how do, do you balance that with things like social media creation, which can be a very do this now kind of thing. Well, I'm actually still, I kind of do both. Like I do make my own products, but I still feature products from other companies as well. So it's kind of still both for me. Um, Like the Happy Planner still sends me stuff. Erin Condren sends me stuff. So it's not just promoting myself. I still work with other companies as well. So how do you balance that? my planner helps a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just, I don't really feel like I have like a trick to it. It's just something that I've figured out for myself that works for myself. And I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Calva plan brand, if you will, or kind of what you're, what you're putting out is that you're the consumer of the of the things that your audience is a consumer like you know what i mean like i feel like yeah so like the point i would say the point of caliber plan or the message of caliber plan is like plan a life you love and so i show products that i really use that i really purchase from companies and then the products that i make on the side are things that i just think help you you could combine them with the products you already have to help you plan a life you love and i'm teaching people how to do that with both my products and other people's products, whatever it is you choose to purchase, how to use that in your planner 
because the planner is so much more than a pretty planner. It's not just stickers and paper. My planner has literally changed my life. Like using it to really plan the things that I want has literally changed my life. And so that's what I want to teach to other people using whatever mm -hmm. product that I'm presenting at the time. And now this is the question I had before when we were talking about your YouTube and how much content you create and you have uh, 70,000 subscribers on YouTube, right? And then I think you were saying like, oh, almost 10 million like views, like yeah, on everything, right? Yeah. So I mean, like that's influencing, like <laughs> that's an influence. So, so I don't know how YouTube works, but do those numbers equate to revenue or do they equate to other things that allow it to be your job? I'm, un I'm un just so unsure how So the way works. YouTube works is you monetize your video through Google AdSense and Google AdSense puts ads on your video. And so, so then like every view you get, it's really the people viewing the ads, not necessarily your video. I see. Yeah. And so then Google AdSense will pay you for that. And then when you collab with different companies, um, some companies will pay you for your video and they usually pay you based on your views or your subscribers or something like that. That's kind of how they base like the amount that they're willing to pay you for a video. I see. So it comes, so the, even the Google AdSense comes from the, the number of views and, and stuff or no. Yeah, it does, but, it's, but, but Google AdSense is more focused on like the views that you get on the ads. So like if someone were to watch your video and skip all the ads, you might not necessarily make anything from that viewer. I but see. if someone wants to watch the ad or even click on the ad, then you make a little bit more. That's so strange. How is that up to you? It's not really. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I, I I tend to use my naivety on this podcast a lot. So that was one that yeah. was one piece of it. Anyway. All right. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. So. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like people are always so hesitant to ask, but I'm yeah. glad we got the opportunity to do that today. Yeah. I want to kind of jump now that we're on YouTube and blah, 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 kind of into just like social media chat, because that's also like duh, a big part of your business. And I feel like you're so present there. And so and being that you've grown so much and now I think you're 62,000 on Instagram. Right. So it's up there. It's like crazy numbers. But being at that number, kind of like, what do you feel like your role is in the community? If you were to describe, I mean, I guess you have kind of already, but does like Instagram feel different than YouTube feel different than Caliber Plan? Are they all kind of have the I, same? When I think of Caliber Plan, I think of all of it together. Right. Um, and my Instagram and my YouTube are really tied pretty closely. Like if I post a video on YouTube today, I'm probably going to post a picture on Instagram that's about that video. So they go... Right. They go pretty much hand in hand. Um, I like to think that my like role on social media is a teacher. I know mm -hmm. that a lot of people would say I'm an influencer because of my numbers. And I'm sure, you know, when people see me use stuff, I influence them to go and purchase it. But that is not, that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to influence people to buy things. Um, I really, my passion behind it all goes back to teaching. My background is in teaching. Um, when I was a kid, I always knew I was going to be a teacher. I loved teaching. I, I was a teacher for nine years. Um, and teaching is exhausting, um, but I loved it. And so I, I love that now my YouTube channel and my Instagram allows me to really combine my passion for teaching with my love of creating. It's, it's really like a combination now. And so I don't know if other people would say that my role as a teacher, but in, that's what I like to think it is. And yeah. um, 
in a majority of my YouTube videos, I'm not just showing you um, product. There are some where I'm reviewing a product or flipping through a product, but the majority of my videos, I am teaching you how to take that product and actually use it. So I like to say that I'm a teacher. I like that. I like that answer. And like, who cares what other people say? I mean, like, you know, I love that you're here because I'd love to hear from your perspective, kind of like the growth and like, it's just, it's such a funny, sweet spot that you're in. Yeah. It's like, nice. It's nice to hear from the person who's in it. (laughs) Um, So speaking of just like other people, how would you say you handle like negative comments or feedback? Because with numbers like that, I'm assuming you get it. (laughs) Yeah, it is the ugly part of social media. I would say Instagram is not nearly as negative as YouTube. I have had very few negative Mm -hmm. comments on Instagram. But for some reason, when people get on YouTube, they just think they can say whatever they want to say. And I've gotten some pretty ugly comments on YouTube videos. And I I kind of handle it in like one of two ways. Sometimes I just delete it and I don't respond and I don't talk about it. And I'm just like, delete, you're gone. And I feel like I have the right to just delete it because it's my space. And if it's not like healthy for me to read it, then I'm just going to delete it. Right. Um, the, in real life, I can be like very feisty and very bold. I'm not afraid of confrontation in real life. Um, but I've had to learn that on social media, it's, it's kind of pointless to try and get into those conversations with people who leave those kind of comments. Like a lot of times they'll leave negative comments, like just cutting down different things I'm doing. And I really want to take the time to explain my side and be like, well, that's not really how it is. This is really like, but most of the time when people leave those kind of comments, they're not the people who are open to have like a conversation. So sometimes I'll just delete it. Sometimes I'll like leave a nice little comment. That's like, that's okay that you feel that way, but we can all have our own opinions. And then I just try to move on. There's been comments that kind of stick with me longer, but I think if you're a content creator, you have to constantly remind yourself, there are more people who like what you're doing, but aren't taking the time to leave a comment then there are the negative people who are leaving a comment. So you really have to remember, like, there are all these other people who like it. I need to not let this one comment ruin my day. So that's kind of right. how I and, to look at it. And me and Kristen have talked about before, like, we're trying to hone, you know, when you create, like, even us with the podcast, like, we're going to create it and then it's just going to be. Like, it really isn't up to us kind of who, who how people interpret it or right. not. So, like... I always feel like we forget that as creators, like we want people to like it and we know that people do, but at the same time, whether they do or don't, it's not really up to us. Right. We're just right. Like and in the, and in, the end, in the long run, it shouldn't really matter to us. It does because we want people to like what we create. But I also have to remind myself that a lot of times I'm creating for me and I'm just choosing to share it with others. And as long as it did like what I needed it to do for me, then I shouldn't, I shouldn't care so much what other people think. It doesn't mean right. that I don't, but I shouldn't. Is a lot of the negative feedback from the planner community or it's other? Like, I feel like the planner community is funny because, like, you could be a part of a lot of creative communities, but I've known, like, that one dark side of the planner community. Like, yeah, you know I mean? yeah. I don't I, feel it in a lot of other creative spaces. I, I, you know, I've also gotten some negative feedback, and I, that is, like, I think pretty particular to the planning community in the sense that I have turned tell the plan into a business. A lot of people have looked at that 
negatively and said things about it either not necessarily to me but other people and then you know women talk so you find out what people say and I think that a lot of people have had a lot of negative things to say just about me turning it into a business because originally it wasn't a business it was my fun creative outlet and a lot of people have opinions about when you turn that creative outlet into a business um and I think I I don't really know why the planner community it's almost like sometimes it's a it's a competition people look at it as a competition not that it is and I think that kind of fuels a lot of of the negativity that can come out in the planner community but most of the time, the the comments that I get on YouTube, I don't. Sometimes I don't know if they're people who are in the planner community because it's just like a random name, sure, who's just saying mean things. So you really don't know if that person's really a planner or not. So right, yeah. I feel like it's it's funny because when when women in the planner community treat it like a competition, and then they stick a sticker in their planner that's like empower women like you know it's like the opposite thing yeah. i don't know it's, it's it's funny but it's cute and i mean i always feel like people are generally trying their best yeah so you got to give them credit for that i mean i guess the negative comments not anyone's best but anyway yeah. anyway where do you feel like you get inspiration from i know that's like left field but i just feel well, like and it's also like a kind of a wide open question yeah like, yeah yeah it was like, on my mind because i know that yeah so i'll tell you like how i get inspiration maybe for my youtube videos because i put out a lot of content um i mean almost 30 videos a month that's a lot of different ideas you have to come up with for a video there's only right. so many videos you can create about a planner right so i have like all i know this is a podcast so people can't see me but i have these big shelves to the left of me in my office and they're just full of planner products and so a lot of times when um i'm sitting there and i'm like well this is it i've hit my wall no more ideas for youtube videos like the youtube channel's gotta be done i'm empty i got no more <laughs> sometimes i just like to stand in front of these shelves and just just ask myself this is where like the teacher in me comes i guess i look at a product and i'm like okay how can i teach someone to use this product that might pick it up and not know how to use it and so that i get a lot of inspiration from my videos by looking at it from that teacher aspect not just like because for me a lot of times I look at the product and I think, oh, well, that's common sense on how to use that. Anyone would know how to use this page or this sticker book or this whatever. But that's not true for everybody. Not everybody just has that natural understanding of all of these things that are on my shelf. And so that's kind of how I get inspiration for my YouTube videos when I when I feel depleted and no more ideas is I'm just, I try to go back to like the basic thought process and just think, how can I teach someone who has no clue how to use this, how to use it? Right. And I feel like when I hear stories like yours of people that stumbled, quote unquote, on a, on something and then the initial passion for it was so great that the stumbling like that feeling of stumbling and discovery can always be recalled. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you could be like, I remember what it felt like to discover. So yeah. I feel like that's a lot of your what makes you stand out is you what like you're saying like when you don't have anything you go let me go back to that time when I remember yeah. how it felt so like right like I think that's a very overlooked aspect of what you do create like because you're like pump 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 but maybe the things that really stick is helping other people to discover yeah a yeah. little bit yeah wow see now we're giving words to the magic <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it 
So this is fun. So now like I want to dive into like, okay, favorite planner, favorite that what supplies, you know, but maybe after chatter, I feel like okay. that could be a big rich thing in after chatter. People could, and I feel like they could find it on your content too. Yeah. But come to after chatter and look at Heather's wall behind her in our video. Yeah. It's very so. full of things. <laughs> I love it. So do you want to do reflection? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's chat about our season theme. Okay. So while we're definitely going to jump into your favorite supplies and all that awesome stuff in After Chatter, because I want to know all of that stuff. A couple of things that I want to know before we dive into the reflection question and the currently list stuff. I would love to know when you started out doing YouTube videos and now, because I like, honestly, for per, per, Right, and now I can't talk because I legitimately have had headaches all day, but that's fine. For legitimately personal reasons, did you start out using the same equipment you're using now? And if so, cool, tell me what it is. If not, what are some stuff that people can use to start sharing photos, videos of their own projects that can, like, help them start a YouTube channel if they want to like start sharing, whether it's planners, whether it's whatever creative projects they're doing. Because I know like March and April are really big times for some creative projects. There's like listing projects. There's the 100 day project coming up. There's all these creative projects of like, let's start a project and start sharing. So what are some ways that you can let our listeners know of how they can start sharing on their own YouTube channel yeah. if they want to. So I am actually a very basic YouTuber. Um, when I started YouTube, my YouTube channel, at the time I was an ITS, like I mentioned earlier, and part of that job, um, I would go into classrooms and teach students how to use their technology in new ways. And part of that was teaching them how to make YouTube videos and upload them to a private YouTube channel that their teacher could watch. So I, that's kind of when a lot of people started asking me to make videos. I'm like, yeah, I know how to do that because I teach other people how to do that. And so I just started with an iPad because that's what I used to teach the students. And honestly, I haven't, I've never bought a fancy camera. Um, I still either use an iPad or my iPhone. I have the newer iPhone now, so it actually has a nicer camera than my iPad now. Um, I just use my phone. And so you really mounted. don't need to buy. Yeah, mounted. I have a okay. mount. Um, that's like attached to my desk. Um, and then it's, you could just pop your phone into the holder and I just use my phone. So you really, if you're interested in starting a YouTube channel, you don't have to go out and buy anything fancy. Most of us probably have a smartphone in our hand and I take my photos with my smartphone. I edit them on my phone. Like you really don't have to have anything fancy for this to be like your job. I know a lot of YouTubers do but I don't, um, I don't do a lot of editing to my videos. I just use iMovie. One of the reasons I don't do a lot of editing is because um, since the beginning, I've always wanted people to feel like they're just sitting down and planning with a friend. I don't want them to feel like they're watching this big edited video. I want them to really feel like I'm their friend and we're sitting down and we're planning together and they're learning from me. Um, so I don't do a lot of editing. I really just edit like the beginning and the end. Um, if I mess up, I don't edit it out. I leave it in there and I tell them, Hey, people make mistakes. It's okay. I'm a real person. I made a mistake. And people really love seeing that. They like to see that a YouTuber isn't the perfect planner. Like they like to see me mess up. Um, I think one of the biggest things 
is just lighting, especially the time when time changes and it gets darker or sooner or it gets lighter sooner. Um, just having good lighting um, helps you to really be able to use your phone because it really just makes your phone even better. Um, so I just bought some lighting from Amazon and I have two lights right here and I just film right here on my desk with a phone. So I don't use anything fancy. So literally, if you're interested in starting a YouTube channel, just use your phone and make a few videos. Use iMovie if you have an Apple phone um, and just edit it and get it uploaded. One of the things I like to tell people who tell me they're interested is I'm like, just try it. Just just put yourself out there. The worst thing that can happen is nobody watches your video. But if you don't do it, no one's watching your video anyway. So there's not really anything for you to lose. Such good it. advice. I love that you said that. And just like la last thing, because you're talking, when I, I always wanted to do a plan with me on YouTube, like, okay, mounted, uh, let's go. But I, the energy that it takes me to, to make a spread needs to be me, my brain and the page. How do you do it with your brain, the page and knowing you have to speak to an audience? Like that was always my trip up. You know I, what I think, mean? I think one thing I just, one thing that has helped me is thinking of someone who might be watching it. So thinking of a friend or thinking of someone that I've met and just thinking of them. And when I'm talking, I try to just feel like I'm talking to them and I'm not talking to this camera. I'm talking to my friend and I just try to talk the way I would if they were sitting next to me and we were planning together. Mm. All right. I always feel like I could never plan next to a friend either <laughs> because I'm like, I'm like, I would be too distracted of them and not be able to decide where this sticker would go. But anyway, maybe that's just my shortcomings. You just have to ask your friend, oh, well, should I put the sticker well, here and, or here? Yeah. And some people um, don't like, I just talk as I'm filming, but some people can't do that. And so right. like Mary Ellen from Planning with Bumble. I think she does voiceovers. Maybe she doesn't okay. anymore, but she used to. And like Allie from According to Allie used to do voiceovers. Um, and then that way you can focus on planning and then you can edit it more, speed up different parts and then just voice over it. But because of the amount of content that I put out, if I tried to film the videos and then voice over the video, like it would take me right. forever. And so right. it's just something that I do that helps me speed up the process. But you could definitely yeah. do a voiceover if that if talking to the camera while you're doing things is something that you just can't get over. Right. I love that you made that choice. Like basically what you're saying is it's a choice. Do what works yeah. for you and all that. Yeah. Great advice. Well, okay. I'm glad that you said that like people don't care that you like mess up on something because that's the thing that I'm terrified of is I love the idea of like scrapping along with my friends. And that's a lot of what this podcast is, is like come and chat with me and Amanda and, you know, we enter, we edit the beginning, we edit the end, and obviously there's some parts of the show that I had to edit out, but, you know, you know, if we mess up a little word here or there, or, you know, I say the word like, because I am a millennial girl who grew up in North Jersey. I <laughs> How am dare you? Central Mall Queen. Yeah. That is part of my, how I speak. I'm not going to go in and edit out my, like, dialect. Right. That's not what I do. And so it comforts me to know that, if I, you know, spell words wrong on my scrapbook, people aren't going to like be like, oh, well, no, I'm not going to go to Ari Kristen's YouTube <laughs> channel. She right. spells words wrong. Like, honestly, I think that it's refreshing for people to see people mess up. Because a lot of people might pull up Kelva Plan and see how many numbers I have 
like followers and subscribers and just think like, oh, she's way up there. And they forget that I'm just a normal person. Like I'm just a normal person who is a little obsessed with stickers. But then when you show them that in your video and you mess up and you're not afraid of messing up, it reminds them, oh, she's just a normal person. Like she's, she's just a normal person. So totally. I like in every single video that I have where I mess up in something, cause there's some where I'm like, nope, this is terrible. We're scrapping it. Or I ripped some, and like every time something like that happens, there are always multiple comments that say, I'm so glad you showed that you messed up too. So people just want to remember that the people on social media that they follow, they want to remember that they're real people. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. Reflection. So this season's question, this season's theme is reflection. And the question we've been asking everybody is, can you tell us about a time in your life, current, past, about how you use reflection, whether it is in a planner, whether it is everyday life, whether it is in your work life, whether it is in your personal life. Let's hear about it. So my, my reflection might be a little long. I need to give a little bit of a backstory. Let's um, go. So a little bit of a backstory. I don't want to go like too much into it. But my mom passed away when I was 18. She had leukemia and passed away after a bone marrow transplant. So that was about 14 years ago. And so that's like the backstory you need to know to what to what I'm currently doing for reflection. So about a month ago, my dad sold his house. It, my dad lives in Alabama. That's where I'm originally from. Um, but I've lived in Texas now for about 10 years. But he sold his house in Alabama. And then he had about a month until he was moving into his new house. So he drove out to Texas for a couple of weeks. Me, my sister, and my brother all live out here. So he drove out here to visit. And when he came, he brought me a box of stuff that had been in his garage. And it had been there probably since my mom passed away 14 years ago. Like, it had been there for a long time. And he's like, hey, it says Heather on the box. I don't know what's inside, but here's you a box of stuff. And so I opened it up. And inside were things like stuffed animals and pictures and yearbooks and a lot of the stuff I remembered. But then there was, I know you can't see this because, again, podcast, but I'm holding this little tiny blue pocket plan and originally I thought it was a checkbook because it kind of looks like a checkbook yeah. and I almost just threw it away because it's pretty thin and I thought oh this is just like a little checkbook but then I opened it and inside is a calendar a pocket calendar from 1981 and 1982 and it is my mom's throughout the she wrote every single day in this planner, she re she reflected on something that she did that day. And in 1981 and 1982 was when her and my dad were dating. So a lot of it is like reflecting on those <laughs> dating days. And I never knew this existed. Like I never knew. And so oh, finding this first was like crazy because now I like use all these planners and I never knew that my mom used to use a planner. And so it was just like a connection that I had had with her. But it also just kind of inspired me um, to reflect on daily because my mom, when she did this, she didn't know that her kids were going to read it in 30 years, but it's like amazing to read the things she reflected on. So what I'm doing is I've actually, I use this, um, Aaron Condren planner. I know again that y'all can't see it, but it's a softbound planner. And since I found this notebook every single day before I go to bed, I just reflect on my day. And I, sometimes I'm writing about things that went well in my business that day or things that went bad. Sometimes I'm just writing that me and my husband sat on the couch and watched the circle all night. Like every day, sometimes it's like important things. Sometimes I'm writing, I'm reflecting on how I'm feeling. Some days I'm just reflecting on the day. And then at the end of the week, I put a few pictures on the end. And so that's currently how I'm reflecting 
Um, and it just means a lot to me right now just because it's like I feel connected to my mom. I feel at the end of the day, like just taking the time to reflect on your day is also really um, empowering. And so that has helped me a lot, too. And so that's kind of how I'm currently reflecting on life. That's a great answer. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So good. Thanks for sharing that story with us. Yeah. Maybe you can like just hold it up on After Chatter. People can come see yeah. your little checkbook planner. Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh, that was a good answer. Okay, so let's conclude our episode with our currently round based off Kristen's currently card, which listeners can get at are you Kristen slash currently? No, you have to go to areyoukristen.com slash currently. Yes. There's lots of new products too so i'm excited good awesome. yeah go check it out um so we're just gonna do it orally on the podcast are you ready right there okay what are you currently watching i am currently watching love is blind on netflix i'm obsessed the finale came out today i haven't watched it yet i'm gonna watch it tonight but i'm like obsessed with it so they love their person but they've never seen them well they have seen them they they meet in person like in the fourth or fifth episode but they fall oh, in but love but without seeing each other. Oh, all these like love dating shows that are like weird premises. They're this not love usually, them. usually those kinds of shows are not for me, but I was in Austin with my sister and sister-in-law on Valentine's Day weekend and we just started watching it and I'm like, now I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> oh, it's like the first season on Netflix now. Yeah, yeah. All right, maybe I'll get into it. All right, what are you currently reading? I read a lot. Um, my goal this year is to read five books a, a month um I've, wow. I've already finished my february books and i went to the library last night and i got six more books but i only had like 10 minutes before the library closed honestly i don't know what i put <laughs> and i haven't actually started reading any of them yet so, so something from the library though yeah, something okay, that good. i picked out okay. last night <laughs> nice all right what are you currently listening to i don't know that i'm really listening to anything right now I mean, I always have, like, music on, but nothing in particular. All right. To your own voice on YouTube channels five times a week. That's yeah. what you're listening yeah. to. <laughs> okay. What are you currently making? Um, I am finishing up a new product, but I'm not telling what it is yet. <laughs> okay. Ooh, fun. Is it for planners? It is for planners, yes. It Can is a planner people product. get it in the Kel of a, plan- Kel of a fan box? No. This one will not be in the box. This one will just be its own product. When can people expect release? Do you have a date? Um, before the end of April, mid to end April oh. is when it will release. All right, so you're like making it happen. Now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. like it is. It should be like going to print like this. Gotcha! Week, so. Nice. Ooh, that was a clue. It was going close. to print. All right, <laughs> all right. What are you currently feeling? Um, excited and tired. Yeah. <laughs> yawn on our side yep. <laughs> what are you currently planning I am currently planning a cruise in June I'm currently picking out our excursions and stuff nice. like that yeah. nice. and what are you currently loving lastly probably just this season of life that I'm in it's, sure. it's busy but it's, it's good and I'm really thankful for all the different things that are going on so so nice it. Love it. Is there anything you feel we didn't ask you you wanted to say? I don't think so. All right. This has been a great episode. Yeah. I'm so excited. All right. We are going to head over to After Chatter. 
you can catch this after chatter and all of the rest of our after chatters at patreon.com slash crafty as female where you can support the show for five dollars a month and help us pay our bills because podcasts don't grow on trees <laughs> and we will catch you next week with another amazing episode of crafty ass female and come and leave us a great <laughs> Kristen that was really funny <laughs> I've never heard you say that before but it's true all right it's true that podcasts don't grow on trees Amanda <laughs> I taught the kids about idioms today Oh, that's always a fun one. So, you know. (laughs) It's true. Well, if my joke about podcasts not growing on trees has earned us $5, please come over to patreon.com slash craftyassfemale and sign up for our Patreon, where I guarantee you I will have more jokes for you. And we will catch Heather's awesome crafty wall that she's going to show us a little bit more of and her other things that she's been holding up. So lots of love, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye.